So hello and welcome to the latest United Talk podcast. I'm Tom and I'm joined by our usual hosts, Jordan and Kieran. So good evening, guys. Good evening. Good evening. So on today's podcast, we've got a lot to discuss. Uh, we've got a lot to look to look back on and also we've got a lot to look forward to as well. Um, as United fixture list is really starting to hotten up, we didn't manage to fit in a podcast after the Chelsea game. Um obviously with it being the Monday night and then we had things going on so we, we decided to, to record today which is the Monday evening after the after the 3-0 win versus Watford um, so we've we've got the Chelsea game to look back on the Watford game uh, the sorry the Bruges game in between that and then we've also got um, the second leg against Bruges uh, on Thursday night to look ahead to and then also Sunday's game at Goodison Park so a lot of topics to discuss a lot of good things as well which is nice um, so to start guys I think there's only one place to start really of course the 2-0 win at Stamford Bridge last week which you both predicted you both predicted us to win um, and we did win so fair play for that um, and then of course that 1-1 draw away at Club Bruges in the first leg of the last 32 Europa League tie uh, we did get that all-important away goal, so we will get onto that as well. And then yesterday's 3-0 convincing win over Watford at Old Trafford. Um, so firstly, guys, I think to start, just to sum up your thoughts on what has been a very good week for United. Yeah, a very good week. It's um, fact, all the results went their way as well, uh, with Spurs losing to Chelsea and Sheffield United dropping points. Um and it's not often we capitalise on it, but we did. The big result on Monday and then um, a brilliant brilliant result yesterday uh, takes us back to fifth. And obviously at the minute that means we're in the Champions League as it stands for next season. Um, but it's the consistency with, that we need to get now. And that seems to be slowly appearing, which is good. Um, what's that? Four clean sheets in a row in domestic competitions, I think. So it's mm-hmm. it's not bad going, is it? Um I'm pleased with with how the last seven days or so has been, but it's um it's about keeping that up and 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 keeping the the momentum and and pushing on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, terrific week for United. Uh, something that I think we needed. Uh, before the winter break, we knew that things had to change, and Ali was under massive pressure, and we had to see change instantly. In many ways, really, the results, the way we were playing, um, and I think we've seen that over the last. Uh, the last week in the three games we've seen, uh, still very much in the Europa League. Um, as Jordan said, and see the Champions League places now, courtesy of City uh, and their ban in next season. Uh, so, yeah, I don't think results-wise we really could have asked more. I mean, to win away at Chelsea in the manner that we did with a clean sheet and a clean sheet uh, 3-0 victory against Watford, um, something that we haven't seen much of the season, a dominant performance at home. Yeah, it was a brilliant week. Uh, I don't think we could, could have asked for more, really. Yeah, let's start with that Chelsea win then. I mean, we definitely—I mean, it was a week ago, but we definitely have to touch on it. Um, we called it a six-pointer and a must-not-lose game, and we certainly delivered two goals, a clean sheet, three points—the perfect win, really. Um, Oli did revert back to the three at the back that we that we discussed on the podcast and previous to that game. Luke Shaw slotted in at left centre back as he did a he did away at Anfield and he has a couple of times a season. Eric Bailly returned to the side surprisingly for his first start of the season as Lindelof was ill and then of course Bruno Fernandes with another man of the match performance who we will get onto later in the podcast um, and then the bullet header from the captain Maguire to seal the win. 
Uh, and the third time we've beaten Chelsea this season, which is, which is rare for us. I mean, they've been known as our bogey team for uh, a long time, the, probably the past 10, 20 years. So lots of positives. But I think the main thing to take from it is a massive victory for our top four challenge and hopefully our season as well. Yeah, I mean, that's, as you say, it's not too often we can celebrate a one at Stamford Bridge and it's two this season. Um, it's the first time we've done the double over them in the league, in the Premier League, since it became um, the Premier League. So that, that's something. Um, and it was uh, a big boost and a big confidence builder again. Um, and I think that you can see that with the players now, and especially with having Bruno Fernandes in there, the difference that he's made. Um, but a good result. I think we this first half was poor from both sides, but the second half, once we got that second goal, we sort of settled then, and 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 that was it for us. Um, I think that you know Chelsea, we got we didn't get lucky with the two goals that were disallowed. They were rightfully disallowed, but we were lucky that um, Maguire stayed on the pitch um, after his kick out at at Batshuayi. But even still. It's not often we score from a corner, and it was such a good corner and such a such a good header, um, one that we've been crying out for since Maguire signed, really, and it's about time. Um, but again, a, a promise and showing, and, and credit, full credit to Luke Shaw and Eric Bay who came on and were brilliant as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just we we said we wanted to change in in the way we set up and the way we approach these games. Um, and start at three at the back with Eric Bailly for his first start of the season and Luke Shaw. Uh, I guess it raised some eyebrows, but I was happy in the sense that we are doing something different and we are going uh, three at the back or five at the back, whichever we want to describe it, I think um, shows our attacking presence uh, by having you know uh, wide fullbacks who do get forward. Uh, brilliant cross by Wan-Bissaka for the goal. Um, he's, great. he's been great defence through the season and he is a fullback who likes to go forward. We haven't really seen that end product yet, uh, I'd say, but that was a great glimpse of what we could see in the future from him. Uh, Williams, again, I thought was great to go forward. Uh, he really, he's a very quick player, Williams. He's, he's got a great presence in the uh, in the final third when he gets there. But, uh, yeah, I think um, Bruno Fernandes will get on to the, just the difference he's made uh, uh, and the impact he's had uh, is very evident. Uh, certainly over these last three games, he's been key to all, uh, to both victories uh, against Chelsea and Watford for sure. Um yeah, it was, uh, as Jordan said, we we first time we've done the double over them. I think it's the, from my recollection, only the third time this century that we've uh, beaten them in the league. Um, so it's, it really is a great uh, victory in the manner of the victory as well. The fact that they're still ahead of us. Uh, if we hadn't won, it would have been six points or nine points, depending on where we'd have lost. The importance of the victory as well and just showing how... how much the boys wanted it, how much we needed to step up and how much we how much how important it was we knew riding on a season getting back into the top four. Had we not won that, uh given the city news, could we still get a fifth? Potentially yes, but I think fourth would have been out of the question. But now fourth right back into it and almost fourth is the new third now. It means we're right back into it and our Champions League uh chances for next season have increased so much now. And a couple of a game later we're actually in the uh, Champions League places now. So uh you know what a victory that's gonna be that could turn out to be come the end of the season and what a performance it was as well. Definitely. Um, Oli decided to go with that back three, which has proven to be very effective at times this season, especially away from home against the bigger sides. Um, and once again, it proved to be a, another effective performance using that system. You guys have mentioned him there. I thought Luke Shaw was fantastic. 
I thought he was fantastic yesterday as well against Watford. Um, and I'm really pleased for him. He's he's had a great week. Eric Bailly's performance was monumental, really, considering it was his first game back. That block that he that he put in uh, towards was it midway through the second half. I can't remember who the Chelsea player it was that had the shot, but what a block that was. Um, Fred Matlich, Bruno looked great in midfield. And as I've said, I've said it before, but I really do like this three at the back system. It's worked well some games this year, but there's a couple of games where it didn't work. Um, but that was brilliant against Chelsea. I think Luke Shaw slotted in really well there, and his confidence seems to be high again. He needed to step up his game um, because he hadn't been um, playing well, and, and Brandon Williams had come in and took his chance and was brilliant. But now Shaw has put his name down again as whether he can stay consistent and stay fit. That's the problem with him. Um, but... All praise for him and Eric Bailly, as I said already. Bailly was amazing. Um, I think the first five minutes, he'd uh, given the ball away a per back pass and then had absolutely clattered Pedro with, with a header. But once that, he absolutely settled into the game and, and um, became his own. The, the, the step-overs as well in his own box and the drop of the shoulder to, to come away with the ball, I thought was... <laughs> It was crazy, but there's no other player in world football I could think would do that. Only yeah. Eric um, but it was good to have him back, and hopefully he can uh, get a run of games now shortly too. Um, I think he would be the one to put Lindelof under a little bit of pressure, but even still, Victor Lindelof's been very good as well in the last um, couple of months. He's really um, became his own again. Um, but good to see that there's... There's competition for places there in that back line now because usually we're, we're stuck with injuries and um, it seems that everyone seems to be fully fit now in that area. Yeah, we have struggled for depth uh, in defence uh, in, you know, in general this season. Maguire and Lindelof have really had to put a lot of shifts in this season, uh, which you know, I think they have done uh, to a tremendous level. But to have that extra uh, depth with Bailly back and the fact he was sort of thrown to the deep end because Lindelof was ill, and played the way he did just shows uh, how much of a miss he has been this season. Um, yeah, sure, he's not going to play like that every game of the season, but um, I agree, Tom, there is something about this straight at the back that I really like. I think we have a lot of versatile defenders. Um, yeah. Aaron Wan-Bissaka, by all intents and purposes, is a right-back, he's a full-back, but he's such a good tackler. I think he could easily slot in as uh, one of the three centre-backs as well. If maybe a Diego Dalla was going to be given a run in that full-back position, he's defensively not as a sound as the others but he's probably a lot better going forward and probably better in the final third um, Luke Shaw is a left back but he's playing left of the three at the moment and playing very well it, we, we certainly need to utilise that while we can because uh, when Luke Shaw plays well uh, the team plays well He is when he's on top form he is very good and um, there was a moment in the Watford game where he, he was very good under pressure where he just sort of did a little delicate uh, clearance uh, the back uh, I was thinking at the time if Luke Shaw doesn't isn't uh, hasn't got confidence riding on him he'll probably sky that uh, and he might even score a home goal uh, so it's great to see Luke Shaw back uh, to full confidence and it's something that we really need to utilise um, as Jordan said Bayer could put Lindelof under pressure but either way that's what we want to see now because uh, we've got a, if we want to do well in the Europa League and if we want to do well in the FA Cup and we still want to maintain this challenge of top four struck top five um, we want to see players put under pressure by other players in the team we want to see them fighting for the place uh, because then the team subsequently benefits from that um, and with the amount of games that we have that we could potentially have if we want to do well in these competitions 
do a bit of rotation at the back might be key to sort of playing Lindelof one week, playing Bayou one week. If we're playing three at the back, maybe playing one of them, um, playing one Bissaka as part of the three. There's options are plenty whilst all the players are fit and all the players are versatile enough to slot in as one of three centre-backs sort of playing their preferred full-back positions. So um, it really could be key to doing well in the competition if we can find sort of a consistency with the, you know, the midfield and the attack that we're sort of seeing now with Bruno Fernandes coming in, Martial coming to a bit of form. And if we can sort of get some sort of fluidity at the back with whichever combination that we find, um, yeah, hopefully that'll be a, a, you know, a to what could be a very strong end of the season for us, pending everyone stays fit and pending everyone likes to buy and sure can sort of emulate the form they showed this week. Definitely. I think it's fair to say the game, the Chelsea game, was surrounded by VAR controversy. Um, firstly, the Maguire incident where it looked like he kicked out a Batshuayi. Uh, luckily, that wasn't a red card, but I think if we were honest, it could have been. Uh, the way I looked at it was, if it was Rudiger, would I, want to, would, have, would I have wanted him to be sent off? Probably yes. But when I listened to Maguire's interview after the game, I did think, he was honest in what he said and that you could see there was no malice in what he did, but it could have easily been a red card. So I do think we did get a bit a bit lucky there. And then, of course, Chelsea's two goals were ruled out. The first one, quite rightly, I think, uh, a push on Brandon Williams. Um, and then Giroud was, was just offside. I think it was half his foot was offside. Uh, but it was nice to see us getting the rub of the green in this one and probably the most luck I've seen us having a game for a long time. Yeah, but I mean, we were lucky. I mean, it was it was a red card. He was lucky to be on the pitch. Um, of course, then he went on to, to score the second goal, so it was good. But um, sometimes you need that bit of luck. It was nice to see us finally get some. Um, there's been VAR controversy all season, so it's nothing really new. But there was more made of it whenever it's it's Man United. Sort of that's the way I feel. Um, but the game's passed now. And, and it was big three points for us at the end of the day. Yeah, I think in my opinion, there's no probably about it. If the, she was on the other foot, would I want a Chelsea player to be sent off? Yes, I definitely would. But it's like any decisions in football, some go with you, some go against you. Um, I think at Old Trafford this season, VAR hasn't been our best friend. Uh, relate back to not that the, the Everton game where De Gea was clearly fouled uh, for that own goal. And then uh, we've seen it a few times at Old Trafford where um, it's been given offside, but right, VAR has correctly ruled it in favour. The Arsenal goal, Aubameyang, was initially given yeah. offside. Tyro Mings got the equaliser for Villa. If there's no VAR, potentially we win them games because they're given offside. But if there's no VAR, I don't think we beat Chelsea because that uh, Kurt Zuma goal stands. Completely different game. Not to be too negative. Could we have come back from that? Potentially, yes. But it would have been very difficult because Chelsea would have had the momentum then. Uh, so, uh, like all re- references, it goes some ways, it doesn't go other ways. It's gone with us this season for some, it hasn't gone for others. There's a massive grey area with VAR, but what I like about VAR is the it, it, it's good for the justice of the game. That Chelsea yeah. goal should have been ruled out, and it was yeah. right. So without VAR, it wasn't. So um, uh, VAR did aid us a little bit, I guess, in that sense. But um, you know, in, in other times of the season, it's gone against us. So uh, yeah, all these seasons balance them out for at the start of the season. We can't help that VAR. Uh, rightly so it ruled out them goals but uh, we scored our goals cleanly so uh, there's no complaints in that sense yeah totally agree I think before we move on to the Bruges game just just finally the two match winning moments firstly the header from Martial absolutely brilliant 
and as we got as I mentioned to you guys before we started recording, it was odd because I thought personally he was appalling in that first half. I thought he lost the ball nearly every time he got it. He couldn't hold it up. Um, nothing was really coming from him, and then he just come up with that mo- moment of magic, that header right in the corner, uh, amazing really. And then the header from Maguire, we've been waiting for that moment all season. And does it really come as a surprise that as soon as a quality player like Bruno Fernandes was taking the corner, an in-swinging corner comes in with a bit of pace and Maguire was on the end of it? Man, I can't get enough of Bruno Fernandes. I can't get enough. Um, the, the, the Martial goal was unbelievable. Uh, I was watching it with my uncle and my uncle absolutely despises Martial. Just doesn't rate him at all. Um so obviously, I adore Martial, so it's always, it's always good when he scores and I'm watching my uncle, so it's always um, good to get a bit of stick into him then. But it wasn't having a great game. Um, and then just that one cross from Wan-Bissaka, who did ever so well going forward in the header. And then the corner. Um, I think we've, we'd scored from one corner before that this season in, in the league, and it was... McTominay against Norwich um, but this was a proper corner the ball was drilled in and it wasn't one of the loopy ones we always see from Pereira or something yeah, like that it was it. drilled in and it was on the spot for Harry Maguire to just get on the end of one that you would have seen Vidic, um getting on the end of is that type of corner that type of header and it was one of those goals that I could watch over and over again it was beautiful and the scenes obviously in the away end then with with Maguire coming over and celebrating with the fans. That, that was something and uh, just a, a, a proper moment for the new captain. Yeah, absolutely. Brilliant goal. And I do, I, I am reminded a little bit of Vidic in Harry Maguire, just how dominant he is in the air defensively, offensively. And uh, it took Vidic a few, uh, just under a year to get his first goal. I remember it came against Wigan, from what I remember, from a, a header. And, uh, Vidic used to score some really important goals, scoring Champions Leagues and he's scoring against the big teams. Uh, he was one of our best ever defenders that I ever saw. And Maguire, I've um, seen similarities in the sense of the presence and the leadership that he that, he, that bestows upon him. Um, he's not been he's been Premier captain not for a, sh- a great deal amount of time, but he scored two goals uh, since being made captain. Um, and Bruno Fernandez, just the impact that he's made is just incredible. Um, Martial, I'm a big fan. I always have been, but I do think that when the pressure is added, he's got a little bit of extra pressure on his shoulders. He does go missing. He relies on that a little bit extra bit of quality to get the best out of him. He's been missing Pompa this season, but now Fernandez is in. I don't think it's any coincidence that he's now scored three and three. Um, um, it was a great cross for Wambazak for the goal, but um, just he steps off that little bit when he's got a bit of extra quality behind him to to make the runnings in behind to that, that that bit of flair and creativity that Fernandez possesses brings the best out of him um whereas if he was playing in front of a midfield of say Pereira Matic um you know where whereby the quality isn't there he just you know, he he doesn't step up and I think he goes missing so yeah, we similar to the way Luke Shaw, we need the best out of Marshall now. Whilst Rashford is out, and uh, whilst there's a big void of goals uh, missing, uh, and we can't really ask much more Marshall than he has done so far since the winter break. So again, consistency is going to be the key now. We want to see consistency from Luke Shaw. We want to see consistency from Anthony Martial. We want to see consistency from the team as a whole. And uh, the lift that Fernandez has given 
might help that in the short term, but whether it's going to sort of aid that towards the end of the season, only time will tell. But uh, certainly for now, um, we can't ask for much more than Martial to get a goal a game. Uh, but, um, you know, whether I continue or not, let's see. But, um, you know, the signs are good so far from what we've seen this week. Yeah, a brilliant win. Uh, a very much needed win, as we spoke about, and that has got us right back into the fight for Champions League football, which, of course, you guys have mentioned could go down to fifth place this season following City's two-year ban from Europe. I mean, wouldn't that be wouldn't that be funny if we finished fifth and, and got into the Champions League because of their ban, which would be would be great. But there wasn't much time to recover from 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 the Chelsea game to reflect to recover, as United pretty much almost travelled straight to Bruges uh, for the Europa League last thirty two first leg, which ended in a one one score draw for United. Uh, the first the first half was very shaky. I'll, I'll be honest, I thought we were. Very, very poor for the first 30 minutes, especially. Um, obviously, their goal came from a bit of a, a mistake. Well, it was a long ball from the goalkeeper. Romero came charging out, uh, and that ultimately cost us. We did look ropey at times, but all in all, I think it's a pretty good result to bring back to Old Trafford on Thursday, do you think? Unfortunately, I didn't get to see how bad it was. Um I can't see your play games because of work hours that I'm contracted to, which is unfortunate, but uh, I'll have to stick to highlights. In terms of the results, it's no way goal. Um, I would imagine that we will see it through at Old Trafford. Uh, I fancy us to do that. Um, but it's a team that gave Real Madrid trouble, so we have to be careful in that sense. But I, I am positive that we'll see it through. Um, Romero for the goal was about... I don't know what on earth was he thinking. Um, so easily avoidable, but that's that. In the end of the day, he's made a mistake. He doesn't do it often, but um, we recovered. Martial took his goal well, and and it's as I said, it's the away goal that we can take back to Old Trafford, and we can be pleased in that sense. Yeah, I think it's a result I certainly would have taken before the start of play. The one result I was really hope not hoping for was nil nil. Uh, I just had. Uh, just uh, vivid uh, memories of uh, the horrible Seville game and the Mourinho's tenure after come back from a nil-nil away tie. The pressure's just on you uh, when you know that you have to go to Trafford and not concede but still have to score to get through. Whereas now we've got the away goal um, and whereas I'd like us to win at Old Trafford and deep down expect us to, uh, a nil-nil draw means we go through. So, uh, you know, not the end of the world. Away goals are always great to bring back to a home leg. Um Obviously, the manner in which we conceded was was disappointing, but uh, in contrast, the way Marshall equalised was great. This is Marshall on form, the Marshall we know and love, and the Marshall we know is uh, the Marshall what we know is capable of uh, delivering great moments like this. And he really stepped up upon the poor goal we conceded to get us that away goal. So that was pleasing, and uh, yeah, generally happy that we're going back to Old Trafford with an away goal intact, and uh, that the tie is very much in our hands. Yeah, I mean. Like like we mentioned, a really bad error from Ramiro. But to be fair to him, probably his first his first mistake for about five years. Uh, he's been very very good for us. Let Let's be honest. But certainly no need for him to come off his line that far. Um, obviously Martial's goal sort of came from nowhere as well. It was a bruised throw-in. He, he chased. It was nice to see Martial chase the the defender down, won the ball, got through one on one. And if there's one player at United he'd want in a one on one, it would be Anthony Martial. He put the ball away. Um, and yeah, it got us that all-important away goal. I think 
with the six changes. Uh, 1-1 is a pretty decent result, let's be honest. We're now huge favourites to go through. Yes, Bruges aren't a bad side. They did give Real Madrid uh, a scare twice in the, in the Champions League group stages this year. But I think it sets the tie up perfectly for Thursday night, um, for sure. But, and obviously we'll get onto that later in the podcast. OK, um, let's move on then to, to yesterday's 3-0 win versus Watford. I think there's a lot to talk about from this one. Again, I think another shaky first 15 or 20 minutes. Uh, we were pretty average for the majority of that first half, but a great bit of work from Martial and Bruno Fernandes, who, who got brought down to win the penalty. And then Bruno tucked away the penalty. His first goal for United came from the spot. Uh, a very classy penalty, very Jorginho and Eden Hazard-like. Um, and, of course, a great moment. It was so good to see him score. Um, another amazing performance from him. And he won the penalty and they let him take it. Um, I wondered who was going to take it whenever he went down. Um, because, obviously, with no Rashford, whether Martial would have had it. Um, or Bruno, of course, to get him off the mark. And, the difference in Alexis Sanchez, Alexis Sanchez's first goal for United was from a must penalty, he must it and tapped it in. So um, already, in that sense, uh, an improvement from the signing. He was able to actually score from the spot. Um, and a, a good penalty. Sent the keeper the wrong way. I liked it. Um, such a good player. And I already said before, I, I can't get enough of him right now. He's so good to watch. Um, and it's just added so much extra that, to that midfield. Um, whether we've just been deprived for so long with with Lingard and Pereira, this breath of fresh air that's come in is is so good. Um, great to see him performing and settling in so quickly. Yeah, great penalty. Great to, for him to get off the mark and his United career so early and the manner he did it very cheeky as well. Um, you know, me boys, I'm very nervous when we get a penalty because we've had so many different takers this season. We missed four of the first six, something ridiculous like that. But uh, generally, it's not been too bad. Uh, I think we haven't missed one since that double blow against Norwich. Uh, we've had a few takers since then. Um, Bruno, for Bruno to step up uh, in the manner he did was uh, very pleasing and uh, shows that he's, you know, I, think, I think there'll be more goals for it to come now from him, whether they become from penalties or in the box, out of the box. He had a great goal-scoring record for Sporting Lisbon, so uh, hopefully this will be the first of many. Um, yeah, just the the quality that he's bought, uh, as we mentioned earlier, and the lift that he's he's he's, he's sort of given the team. And uh, testament to Oli, uh, because one thing I think Oli has done very well in his time at United is his activity in the transfer market with uh, talent at the defence in the summer, with bringing in the likes of Maguire and Wembasaka, uh, and now working on uh, an area that does need strengthening in the midfield with Bruno Fernandes which is a great deal I think in what we've got for him the signs are very good so far and uh, yeah uh, great moment for Fernandes and what an impact that he's had the first three games and hopefully this won't be uh, short term like it was with uh, you know Di Maria when he signed he signed for big money there was expectation on him and he made a great impact but then it tailed off and he went away so quickly Alexis Sanchez a January signing which didn't work out at all Fernandez at the moment, all the signs are looking great. Yeah, without doubt. Um, I think second half we did play much better as we, as we usually do. It seems to be a bit of a common theme at the moment where we get off to a bit of a slow start and then and then get into the game. 
And we finally managed to kill the game off, which is a nice feeling. That that was what I was hoping for driving down to Old Trafford yesterday. I, I wanted to see us kill a game off after 60 minutes and then we could enjoy the last 30 minutes and have a go and hopefully get some more goals. But I've got to say, uh, that second goal from Martial, wow, I mean... What a piece of brilliance from him. It looked like the chance had gone after Foster made the save, but to drag it back and dink it over Foster like he did was amazing. Um, and, and that was right in front of me at the Stratford end. A brilliant goal, wasn't it? Uh, three and three from RCL and, and three very different goals as well. It's good to see him at form because he was getting a lot of stick, wasn't it? Um, and he's, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but he's levelled Lukaku's tally for last season. Um, which Rashford has already surpassed. He probably will stay on what he's at now and 19 goals, I think it was, wasn't it? But Martial, yeah. Martial, he's what? 15, is it? 10 in the league. Yeah, so yeah, he has matched the Kaku already. Yeah, Um, and we've still got quite a way to go in terms of Europa League, FA Cup and and still the league. So, uh, he's had his doubters. Um... Even me, and this week he's had a good week. May have not been the best in the pitch, um, but that goal yesterday was. It just shows you the quality that he has to make some. You know, he looked like he'd lost the chance, and he's just made something out of nothing. Um, and the audacity to to not only the drag back but then the chip. So good to watch. Um, such a satisfying player, and I'm pleased for him. Yeah, goal that is synonymous with a, a talent in form. Uh, we've seen it in the five, sort of five seasons he's been at United. He scores some brilliant goals. Um, and he's, he's just a pure confidence player. Um, when he's good, he's great. When he's bad, he's terrible. Um, but I think, as you mentioned, Tom, he, was, he had a very poor first start against Chelsea. But the, he's just got a little bit of quality about him that can change. Uh, his game can change in a moment. He took a brilliant chance, a great header uh, against Chelsea. All of a sudden, he's gone from a terrible performance to putting us in at half-time and uh, the game's firmly in our hands. Um, he's always going to be this type of player, I think, that he's got that moment of brilliance about him, but generally, his all-round game, he's, he's never going to put in a man-of-match performance every week. He's never going to be one to work for the team the way that sort of um, attackers like Daniel James and, and Marcus Rashford, you, you see, you know, players with pace who sort of work back to get the ball, try and create, uh, play sort of Try and go wide and come in off the uh, off the fullback, whereas Martial generally is quite static, but has got that 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 sort of acceleration uh, when he gets the ball, uh, particularly in the final third. And he's got that great eye for goal, as you mentioned. Three very different goals. He scores them from inside the box, outside the box. Um, when he's on good form, he, he does make them runs in behind. That makes it difficult for defenders. So I think he's always going to be this, that type of player who you just don't know what you're going to get from him. And whilst you whilst he's in top form you know that he's capable of uh, of anything, really, of scoring any type of goal. And with Rashford being out, um, the, the vacancy for that goal scorer, regular goal scorer, is there. And he's, he's very much taking it, I think. Um, 10 goals for him this season in the league, Rashford 14. Um, I think there's Greenwood is next on five. And bear in mind, he only really got into the start, get into the team sort of October, November time. His first goal came against Sheffield United in November. Just shows where we are lacking goals from all around the pitch, really. And that's where, again, where Fernandez has got an opportunity to to be that goal-scoring midfielder that we just haven't had this season. So, uh, whilst we haven't got the goal-scoring midfielder, it's great to see Martial and Rashford uh, stepping up in the, the manner they have. And whilst Rashford's out, Martial 3-3, three and three, that's got to continue if we are going to sort of maintain uh, our 
search for top four, top five, and continue to to progress in the competitions that we're still in. Yeah, but Bruno Fernandes, obviously we've mentioned him there, scoring the penalty, but I think it's worth mentioning him just a little bit more because three Premier League appearances, Wolves, Chelsea and Watford, three Man of the Match awards, that is pretty staggering. Um, yesterday was my first time seeing him live. I, I missed the Wolves game when I was down with the flu, unfortunately. But wow, he, he was absolutely outstanding yesterday. Um, I was watching him closely. He was left, he was on the right, he was on the middle, he was dropping deep, he was pushing up. He was all over yesterday. He completely ran that, that second half. And I tell you what, he's made a massive difference. Um, and all of a sudden, I think the confidence in the team and the confidence in what we're capable of for the rest of the season has suddenly increased without a doubt. Well, what I said to you guys, and I think it was at the start of January, is if we sign him, we'll get top four. And the yeah. difference that he's made already is, as you say, is uh, it's staggering. Um, I already said it, we've been deprived of quality in that area with with the two lost causes and Andreas and Jesse Lingard. Um, this guy's come in and he's just everything. He's He's got it all. Um, and he's obviously only he's only been there a couple of weeks. He's going to take a wee bit of time to settle in. But even still now, he's been doing it so quickly and he's made an instant impact. And, and as you say, the confidence in that team right now is sky high. And with Scott McTominay returning yesterday as well, another big boost. Nemanja Maric has been in really good form. Fred has found himself. He's becoming a, an important player to this team. So that midfield... It's, it's strengthened. Um, all of a sudden, at, uh, in the mid-December time, we were looking and we were like, McTominay and Fred, that's all we have. Matic came back all of a sudden and, and has been a um, exactly like his former self and what you'd expect with Nemanja Matic, so a beast in the midfield and um, with Bruno as well. Um, flawless so far and I really hope there's more to come of him. Yeah, absolutely. We could sort of we could do a show just dedicated on the impact that Bruno Fernandes has made because it's been absolutely staggering. Uh, I'm trying not to get too ahead of myself in the sense that we've in the last four or five years we've seen some good impact signings. I mentioned Di Maria earlier. I think even Memphis Depay. I think he, he started you know, the best part of his United career. The short career he had was in the first sort of month or so. Uh, ironically, it was Club Bruges, wasn't it, where he got a, a couple of good goals, but. Um, uh, consistency is the key to us achieving potential success this season and getting into the Champions League and consistency in Bruno Fernandes is going to be key to that consistency in Anthony Martial as well whilst Rash was out but what an impact that he's been made but let's see if this can continue um, I think it I think it will because it's not like we're not we're, we're not blessed with the amount of quality whereby we can rotate his his um, his position and his sort of uh, presence in midfield, uh, the impact he's made is he's going to be there throughout the end of the season. Hopefully he stays fit. And in the the best midfielders we had this season, the likes of McTominay, you've noticed a difference when they've been out. Um, Paul Pogba, there I mentioned it, he's been anonymous this season. But in the times where McTominay was out, we didn't have Bruno Fernandes, and we had a midfield that consisted of Andreas Pereira, uh, Fred and uh, Nemanja Matic pre uh, his uh, injury, because like I said, I, I agree, he, he's done very well since he's, he's come back. Um, we, you know, we've, been deprived quite, we've been deprived of any quality, we've been deprived of any consistency, any creativity. I mean, we were like, waiting for McTominay to come back, but then he came back and got injured again. Uh, but now we have McTominay potentially back uh, and 
we've got Bruno Fernandes. All of a sudden, the midfield is looking very strong now. Um, with Nemanja Matic making the impact that he's made when he's come back. Fred being been very consistent all season, really. Um, all of a sudden, the midfield is looking strong in depth. It's it's riding on quality uh, and confidence. So, yeah, uh, we're in the best shape that we've been in all season, I think, and probably for a good couple of seasons, really, in terms of the midfield. And, and uh, you know, Bruno Fernandes is absolutely key to this, the impact he's made. And, uh, yeah, hopefully it will continue to the remainder of the season now. Yeah, just before we move on to, to this week's games then, just one last point. An, another game, another goal for Mason Greenwood. I think that's his 12th of the season, his 5th in the Premier League. Uh, an absolutely stunning strike with his left foot again off the off the underside of the bar. Um, there was an attack, I remember, from yesterday when he was on the right-hand side. He cut in and you could see Craig Dawson, the, the Watford left-back, didn't know whether he was going to cut in on his left, whether he was going to go on his right. And that is just such a great thing to have. If the fullback doesn't know which way you're going to go, then you've got a great chance. Um, and that's a, yeah, I mentioned that's such a great thing to have, and that's going to be great for, for for Greenwood going forward as long as he keeps changing it up, which foot he which foot he cuts uh, in onto, which of course he can strike it with both. He's meant to be mainly right-footed, but the majority of his goals recently have come with his left. But that finish, wow! I mean. The first half, I thought he was very poor, to be honest. He didn't really do much. Uh, second half, he, he definitely grew into the game. But regardless, the boy knows where the net is, doesn't he? And when he does find the net, it's always in style. Um, always stunning goals. Another kid in the team that, that I'm lost for words to describe. Um, 18 years old, and he's got such a bright future ahead of him. I think the way Ollie's integrated into the team this year has been the best way um, slowly but surely and he's putting in good performances and, and I would imagine this time next year he'll be a regular in that first team I can't remember a United player so good with both feet um, uh, you think he's left footed the yeah. goals he scored this season was left foot you know with the, the Newcastle one on Boxing Day the one against Watford but he's taken two penalties this season, um, in the shootout against Rochdale and then against Tramia with his right foot. So uh, he's a talent. Uh, the, the weird thing is, and for the under 21s, I think it was last year, he took a free kick from like 30 yards out with his left foot. <laughs> and he scored. Uh, well, that's, that's just incredible, isn't it? I mean, uh, it's a great. It's a great luxury to have someone who uh, can can strike so well with both feet. Um, we said at the start of the season that we were excited for what he might bring to the table. Obviously, we weren't expecting too much from him. I don't know if I'll speak for you guys, but I think he's exceeded my expectations with considering yeah. the amount of goals he scored this season, uh, given the little playing time he's had. Uh, but for 18 years old, um, I'm excited for this my boy's future. Uh, well, I mean, there's a lot he can bring to, from now towards the end of the season. Uh you know, I think he's he's very good on that right of the front three when we do play four two three one because of how good he is on his left foot. But the fact that he's still also right footed and can can drill in low crosses or shoot with his right foot as well, uh, or whether he is going to be a number nine for the future, who knows? But uh, for the time being, uh, let's just keep playing him and getting as much game time as we can whilst we need him. Because uh, yes, he do, he absolutely does know where the net is, and uh, if he can get. If he can get sort of 20, 30 goals before, sort of uh, in the next couple of years, uh, before he really becomes, you know, still learning his trade, what a great pair of steps will that be for him? Um, yeah, exciting young talent, 
uh, can't wait to see what the future holds for him. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah, I mean, he's got 12. He's probably, well, he's going to get 15. He could even get 20. So, yeah, that's great. It's great. Um, and like I say, this, that, I mean, his left foot is just a wand. Um, and yeah, I hope to see more of him in the next few weeks. And let's hope he keeps it up for the rest of the season. Okay, then. Um, let's move on then to this week. All in all, a very good week for United. Wins over Chelsea, Watford, and of course that... Uh, 1-1 away in Bruges, which, which we've agreed is a pretty good result. And then, of course, that brings us on to what is in store for United this week. Uh, two more massive games, the first of which is on Thursday night, uh, as United take on Bruges in, in the second leg. Um, and as discussed, United head into the game with that score draw, with Martial's away goal, uh, which means that even a 0-0 draw would be good enough to take us through. However, we want to win. We want to win comfortably. Um, but what's your thoughts on into this one, guys? Well, like any European knockout competition night, it's uh, it's going to be edgy. It's going to be tough. Nothing's a given with this United team. Um, but we've done. Uh, so we made light work for ourselves in the first leg by getting that away goal, but not getting the victory. Uh, had we won two one, I think I'd have been uh, very. You know, I think I'd be predicting uh, us to go through uh, for, for sure. But there's an element of risk and uncertainty with uh, and Bruges are not going to keel over now. They'll they know they're up against it and they know they've got to go to Trafford to get a goal, which, uh, you know, is not beyond their capabilities for by any means. So, um, it'll be an interesting night, for, to say the least. Um, whereas nil-nil can take us through, I certainly don't think that'll be the scoreline. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it'll be an interesting one. But as all, Euro- as, as, as all European nights go, I am excited. Last time we were in this competition, we won it. We had some great nights, uh, particularly at Old Trafford. Uh, we did well in the group stage um, in the manner that we, you know, uh, sort of dominated the group. So, uh, yeah, uh, interesting, but certainly not to be underestimated, for sure. Yeah, I would agree. I wouldn't underestimate them. Um, I think we'll see it through. Um, but by all means, um, it's far from job done. But because it's at Old Trafford, you'd expect us to go and, and see it out fairly um Fairly simply, but that's never the United way. Um, I think Romero had his blunder this week, so I do. I, I see him keeping a clean sheet, um, and I see his progressing to the to the last sixteen. Yeah, I mean, in terms of the game, then uh, how do you see it panning out? Because but Bruges are a pretty decent side. I mean, they do have a go. They certainly had a go in the first leg, um, but with them needing that away goal, hopefully it, it could be quite an open, exciting game. Uh, we had a lot of very tight Europa League knockouts on our route to winning it in 2017. When you think back to Anderlecht, I mean that one went back. Uh, that one went extra time. Uh, Rashford got a late winner there. I mean, Celta Vigo the semi-final. When the ball flashed across the box, I I already had my flight booked to, to Stockholm when that ball flashed across the box, so that was a very dreaded moment. We we did actually we didn't do that well away from moment when we won it. I mean we lost twice in the group stage I think to Fenerbahce and is it Alkmaar was it uh, Feyenoord no Feyenoord yeah Feyenoord yeah. Fenerbahce and then of course um, I think we scraped through against Rostov as well in, in the last thirty two. So you know. Even when we won it, things weren't easy. Um, so how do you how do you see this one going? Are you, are you pretty confident that that will that will be comfortable and and hopefully win by a few goals? Uh, I'm expecting this to go through. Uh, probably not in the manner of sort of winning two three nil. Uh, except the way we're playing at the moment, so I wouldn't I wouldn't bat, 
bet against us. Uh, but when you're playing Watford at home, when you're the favourite and there's not the pressure of not going out of competition, I think the way the manner in which we set up and the way we play is different. Here, yes, we've got the way goal. Yes, it ties in our hands. But we've got, we'll always have that element of uncertainty in the sense that they might get the away goal first and then we're going to be up against it. Uh, we certainly don't want to see two, concede two away goals, otherwise we're in, we'll be in a pickle. But um, no, I, I do I expect us to be tight, but I do expect us to to win the game and go through. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know really. I think, as you mentioned there, um, we had some close uh, European League ties three seasons ago. I don't think we lost at home, but we did have some tight draws, which were, you know, like the Celavigo one that you mentioned, which could have gone the other way. So, um, yeah, be one of them games where first goal is going to be key. I think if we score the first goal, as as often the case at Old Trafford, I'd very much doubt we will not lose at that point. But um, Ali has got a terrible record when going, being going a goal down. So it'll be interesting if we do go a goal down, they get their away goal early uh, to see if we can come back and win the tie. So, if I'm honest, I'm, I'm I'm unsure. I'm really unsure. Um, you mentioned Rostov earlier, Tom. I remember being at that game as well, and memories of that was Rahul and the banana and full James then <laughs> at left wing back. <laughs> the banana, yeah, it was the banana. And Mourinho's <laughs> going really deep in the post-match interview about it. Um, <laughs> the memories. Um, well, we we had St. Etienne, and that was the easiest knockout tie for us. Yeah, um, yeah. 3-0, Zlatan had a hat-trick. Um, but I think, again, it's a knockout tie. It's going to be cagey. It's going it's to be two sort of cautious teams. Um, they need a goal. They're going to have to open up a little bit. Whether they'll be patient with it or not is another story. But I think we'll see it out. And I think, it'll, I think um, we'll be in the hat for, for the next round. Yeah, definitely. I think one thing to, to take from Sunday as well, it was great to see Scott McTominay return to action. Uh, he came off the bench and his return is perfect time, really. I know you guys mentioned it before. The fixtures are starting to become congested. If we go all the way in the Europa League and the FA Cup, we could be playing twice a week from now until the end of May. Um, so it's, it's important to get those numbers back especially in that midfield area as there's no way Matic can play every week, every game. To be fair, he's been very, very good since he's come back into the team in the Man United. And fair play to him because I thought he was finished. Um, I thought he that was going to be a player that we're going to have to replace. But he's definitely proving his worth to the team at the moment. Um, but with Scott coming back, do you, do you see a potential return to the team for him on Thursday? Or do you think Matic will continue in there and then maybe McTominay will come back in uh, on Sunday against Everton? Uh... He's certainly come back for one of the games. I think definitely uh, now that he's back fit and the way he's played the season, definitely needs to get him back in sooner rather than later. But henceforth, it's you don't want to take away uh, how the impact Matic has, has 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 the impact he's had since he returns from uh, from injury. He's been brilliant. But you know, with, with the way the fixtures are, um, you know, I don't think it'd be the end of the world if Tommy doesn't play against. Uh, against Bruges, you know, if we want to sort of stick with the consistent Matic or, uh, you know, if he comes back to Everton, you know, it's a big game to throw him back into the same way it was for Eric Bay to come in against, against Chelsea. But, you know, McTominay's a, he's a United lad, he's a United academy prospect. He's, he knows he wants his step to, to wear the shirt and to 
and the pride that he has with his team. So I, I'd be happy, irrespective. Um, if we have Matic, we've got a consistent uh, beast in midfield. He's done really well recently. If we have McTominay, we've had one of our best players who's come back into the team this season. So, uh, that was a tough one, really. I think maybe maybe the fact that we don't need the goal as much, um, we just need the clean sheet, maybe might be more inclined to play Matic. And for a, a game against Everton, whereby we expect Everton with the form they're in to, to attack, uh, maybe we'll want the uh, you know the presence uh, more of a goal scoring presence and more creativity in the field whereby McTominay brings that so uh, maybe Matic will probably stay for uh, for Bruges and McTominay will come in for Everton but like I said I might be wrong and if I am wrong then it's, it'll be great to see McTominay back so a bit of a win win irrespective really I think I think he'll start both games Scott um, I think he'll get minutes against Bruges and play maybe 55 60 minutes. And then um, be ready to start against Everton. I think he needs some minutes um, after coming on yesterday. Get him on from the start on Thursday, and then um, wrap him in cotton wool for um, for Sunday after bringing him off around there, Mark. I think it makes sense of him needing some minutes. Yeah, potentially. I thought he looked pretty sharp when he came on yesterday as well. But yeah, I was really really pleased to see McTominay back. Um, and I think we discussed it last week. McTominay, Fred, Bruno. It's all of a sudden becoming like we've got a half-decent midfield, isn't it? Um, right, at the top end of the pitch then, Odi Nagalo still, he's made, what, three substitute appearances now? Still hasn't got that first start. I thought, the it was a little odd yesterday that I, I thought Nagalo was going to come on after, say, 55, 60 minutes, especially when we got the second goal. Again, another player that needs minutes, but he, he didn't come on until I think it was about the 82nd 80, 80 minute. Um, so he could potentially get a first start. Uh, Dan James, I think it was weird. It was weird because I, I actually thought Dan James was quite poor yesterday. But when I got home and, and started reading Twitter, there was a lot of people that praised his performance. So I don't know. It, it was weird. I didn't think he had a great game, but some did. But with, with Rashford out, I think our only option at the minute is Dan James on that left wing, unless obviously Martial drifts back out to the left and the Garlow plays up front. But with Martial scoring three in his last three, it would be difficult to change it. But I would like to see Agarlo start here. Uh, he needs a start, and hopefully th- this could be the perfect opportunity. Yeah, I agree. I would like to see Agarlo start. Um, whether there's issues regarding his fitness, uh, the fact he hasn't played for so long, uh, is, is the reason why he hasn't started. But if you know if that's the case, he needs to get some game time. And... Uh, <sighs> I don't think there's too much of a risk in him starting so long as we keep Martial out on that left like you said uh, we, need, we need to continue playing the, the striker in form uh, maybe I'd give Greenwood a rest and uh, if we do need a goal I'd more than cap- I think Greenwood's more than capable to come on to get a, a goal if need be because he's done that time and time again this season um, Daniel James he I think he's one of the, he had such a good start with the goals and the impact but he's actually got the most assists of any player this season for United so I think he's got six in total in the league, and uh, combine that with his three goals, he does he, he does bring a lot of value up front. He's um he made a terrible error against Watford uh, in the second half, didn't he? When he was sort of trying to defend and didn't clear his lines. So I think defensively, uh, you know, there's, there's there's room for improvement. But in that final third, with his pace and uh, his eye, his sort of general sort of uh, presence in the final third, he's. He, he does bring a lot of um, of quality, and he you know, he is uh, a bit undervalued in that sense. So I'd be happy with Daniel James starting as well. So uh, I think, like I say, there's options are plenty at the top. But um, I would like to see a goal start with Marshall on that on the uh, 
deployed back into that sort of left uh, wing position. So, uh, but if that's the case, if it's not played, then we're still starting Martial up front, and he's he's in form. So, uh, you know, I think again, a bit like the Matomni Matic saga, it's a uh, it's not a bit of a win-win really. Agallo, if he comes on and gets minutes, uh, that can only be good for him for the rest of the season. But uh, these are the luxuries we have when we have a fully fit squad. I think Igalo's due to start, so I think he will go um, up top. I think it'll be a two um, with Martial and Igalo up top. Um, I think he'll he'll change the formation up a little bit and stick with the five that he played out there. Um, and that's more in the sense of because of the rotation that's needed with, with Everton on Sunday. Um, I still think it'll be a fairly strong team, but obviously um, some lads like Greenwood and James, I think, will we'll have a rest. Okay then, uh, you, you start an eleven prediction for Thursday, guys. I think David de Gea might start in goal. Uh, I don't know whether he just wants that little bit of assurance that we don't concede. Um, Wamba Saka right back, uh, Luke, Luke Shaw left back, Harry Maguire, and I like to see Eric Bailly start. I think he's he was brilliant against Chelsea. He clearly needs some more game time. Why don't we start him and give Lindelof uh, bring Lindelof back for Everton? That'd be my preference. Midfield, Fred, Matic and Bruno. Uh, Anthony Martial. Adrian Agarlo. And on the right is where I'm struggling. Does he start Jesse Lingard or does he continue with Daniel James? Uh, I'll go Jesse Lingard. Give Danny, I think Daniel James will be resting brought back in for Everton again. Um, Romero, Dallow. Maguire, Lindelof, Bailly, Williams, Matic, Fred, McTominay, Igalo and Martial. Interesting. Um, I'm going to go Romero, Wambasaka, Maguire, Bailly, Williams, uh, Matic, Fred and Bruno... And Greenwood, Martial, and James. I want a goal at the start, but I'm not sure he's going to. But yeah, tough one. Uh, okay then, predictions, guys. One 0 United. Two 0 United. Um, I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna go two one United just but yeah cool okay uh, Everton then so Sunday we travelled to Goodison Park to take on Everton in another huge Premier League game Everton rejuvenated after the arrival of Carlo Ancelotti uh, but they did fall to a 3-2 defeat to Arsenal last weekend uh, so they have proven there are some defensive frailties to get at for sure for us um, but your thoughts heading into this one guys Um, a real tough one a real tough one. Um, I think Ancelotti's been brilliant since he came in, and yesterday was only their second loss in the league. I'm pretty sure, so it's not yeah, going to be easy. Um, yeah, it's not going to be easy. I, f- I think one of the toughest tests coming up for us because obviously we've got City and Sheffield United at home and and, and Spurs away. I think Everton could maybe be the toughest out of the lot. Um, it's going to be difficult. Um, I don't know. It's 
I think with them losing yesterday, maybe confidence could go down a little bit. But um, after last year's disaster there, still a little bit worried. Not a ground that we're good at. Yeah, I think I share the same concerns, really. Uh, generally, not. Uh, they never won the league, Everton. They very rarely qualify for Champions League. I think they've only done it once in the, in the Premier League history. But generally, Goodison Park is a ground we don't do well at. Um, and when we lose, we tend to lose quite heavily as well. We've had a couple of 3 4 nil defeats there uh, over the last sort of five, six years. Um, Ancelotti's come in and made a great impact. I love Carlo Ancelotti. I think he's a brilliant coach. Um, but we've already played in the season with a, a temporary manager in charge and didn't beat them then. So, uh, yeah, they're not to be underestimated in that sense. Uh, Dominic Carvert-Lewin's in great form at the moment. Um, as Jordan said, after losing to Arsenal, will confidence be down or will they want to get a reaction? Uh, who knows, really? But um, definitely going to be a tough one. Uh, I think it's going to be a game that will have a lot of goals. Uh, There's two sides the who, who have possessed a quality in attack but uh, defensively have looked a bit shaky this season. Yeah, I think this is, and I'm getting the feeling this is another miss, um, another must-win game for us. I think we have to keep winning. We have to keep applying pressure on, on Chelsea, Spurs, Wolves, Sheffield United, whoever it is. And the only way to do that is be consistent and pick up wins. Do you think this is another must-win for us, uh, especially with the games coming up, City at home, Spurs away, etc.? Every game's must win now at this stage. Um, I don't think there's one that comes by now that isn't. Uh, you know, we're challenging for top four and there's more than just us and Chelsea pushing for it. Um, Spurs, as you already mentioned, Spurs, Wolves and even Sheffield United. Um, it's it's risky for us um, and this will be a tough game, but it's, again, must win. Even Everton were coming into the picture there for top four. Um, I don't know if you can, maybe you can rule Arsenal out a little bit, but these teams are all trying to push. Um, and with the extra spot available f- as it stands anyway, with Man City being banned, it's it's, it's important to, to pick up three points every week now. Yeah, it's important to win, uh, you know, get three points whenever we can, particularly against the sides who are sort of in and around us, the likes of Everton. Uh, you mentioned there Spurs, Wolves and Sheffield United. Sheffield United aren't playing this weekend because they're due to play Villa. And Spurs have got Wolves. So in that sense, it's good for us in the sense that um, Sheffield United won't gain ground on us, uh, although they'll have a game in hand. And Wolves and Spurs are going to be taking points off each other. Uh, so it's, in that sense, a great chance for us to capitalise again on the fixtures. So if we do win this, we move further away from Everton. And with Spurs and Wolves take points off each other, we'll move further away from one, if not both of them. So that adds to the pressure a little bit in that sense. So, uh, yeah, definitely must win in that sense. Um, and I think, as you mentioned, with uh, some tough fixtures forthcoming, Tom, um, uh, I don't want to sound too arrogant and get ahead of myself here, but yeah, Everton away, City at home, Spurs away. I'd say you don't expect us to lose all three of them just because of the way the Ollie era has transpired. He does better against the big teams. Now, we want to see change in uh, Ollie and sort of the way he set up and uh, consistency. Uh, that's one thing I don't want to see change in Ollie's reign is uh, how well we perform against the big teams. And with the victory against Chelsea, hopefully that uh, is, uh, is evident that it's not changing anytime soon. But um, you know, these are very three very tough fixtures. Uh, will we win all three of them? Probably not. But uh, I do expect us to uh, get points in some of these next fixtures because that's just the way Ollie does it. So uh, with 
like I said, the fixtures going uh, going with us as well, like the Spurs and Wolves playing each other. Great opportunity for us to capitalise on that. So it adds to the the importance of getting a win, a victory. Yeah, uh, Everton away, City at home, Spurs away. You'd take seven points, wouldn't you? Definitely. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is another tricky game. I think with, with Everton much improved, this is it's going to be tough. As Jordan mentioned, they've only lost twice under Angelotti. Yes, they haven't played many of the bigger sides. I know they've got a pretty tough run coming up now, Everton. They have got quite a few of the top six um, in the next few weeks. But you think back to last season's nightmare at Goodison Park and that embarrassing 4-0 defeat. We are a much-changed team now, I think, from that day. There has We are we have changed quite a lot, the personnel um, and the structure of the side. With that in mind, with the success we've had in recent weeks, do you think that the back three will be deployed away on Sunday? I think it will be the back three again. Um, I think that it just depends maybe how mid or how Thursday goes. Um, he's got a, a choice of, of whether he plays Sean at the left centre-back position again or he brings Bailly in. Um, personally, I think he will go with the back five at Everton. Um and he will have Shaw in the back three. Because <laughs> it's been working and Shaw's found himself in a good area there. Um, and he's, he's done well and Williams has kept performing alongside him. So um, I think he will take that um, that caution maybe. Um, it's going to be tough. and But it's just how they line out then in the rest of the patch. I would imagine it'll be James and Martial up front. Um, but again... Just avoid what happened last year. I think we are far better than that now. Um, but even still, it's consistency that we need to pick up from the last um, two league wins. If we go here and win again, then that's that's some run of form that we've set off since since losing to Arsenal, really. Yeah, I do expect us to go back to a back three. Uh, it seems to be the tactic that he prefers for away fixtures, particularly tough away fixtures uh, like Chelsea and Everton tough grounds to go to um, and whilst Luke Shaw is playing well in that sort of the left of that front back three I think we need to try and utilise that and capitalise on that. By playing Luke Shaw it also brings uh, means Brandon Williams gets a run out of left back, uh, left wing back which I think, like I said before, is he's better in that position than Luke Shaw, he's quicker he's better, he's more comfortable with the ball he's got a better attacking presence Um He's already got one goal this season. I expect him to get more goals in his United career. Uh, and I think also, given the fact that I'm not a big fan of Brandon Williams defensively, having three at the back brings the best out of him as well because there's that defensive cover. He's got three people at the back if he does go venture forward uh, to cover for him. So, uh, yeah, I, I expect him to go back to that. And uh, and rightly so, I think, given the way how well we were against Chelsea, that is uh, that should be the way we should set up, I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I hope I hope we see the back three. I, I can see that happening. Um, by Maguire and Lindelof, I, I can see that on on Sunday. Um, in terms of Everton, then they've got some very good players going forward. Richarlison, obviously Barcelona were interested in him in January, and most recently Dominic Calvert Lewin, who's knocking on the door for an England call up. He's the danger man for sure. Uh, I think he's got his 14th goal of the season yesterday at the Emirates. Um, and our defence are going to have to be solid to keep him away from goal. Yeah, big time. Um, he's been in amazing form at the minute. Um, scoring goals, 
probably need to be say those are the two that we need to look out for. Um, it's going to be a tough, tough place. It always is for us, and if we can keep um, those two quiet, then we should be okay. But it's 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 trying to do that. Um, Calvert Lewin scored an absolutely brilliant goal yesterday. Um, took that so well, and um, hopefully we can manage to keep them quiet and do our job at the other end of the pitch. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he's a good young English talent in form, knocking on the door for an England place. And uh, with Harry Kane being injured, uh, you know, who knows? Uh, do you get in a little bit? Danny Ings has been brilliant this season. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of good English talent uh, knocking on the door now for, for the Euros. And Calvert-Lewin is, is definitely one of them. Rick Allison, um, great striker. Uh, very, very potent goal threat. They have in both of them, really. So I think it... Further installs a need for three at the back, just to have that little bit of extra defensive cover for the attacking presence that Everton possess. Yeah, definitely. Okay, then. Um, in terms of your lineup prediction, then for, for Sunday at Everton, uh, David De Gea, Wan Bissaka, Lindelof, Maguire, Shaw, Williams, um, McTominay, Fred, Fernandez, and James and Martial. I think I'll agree, but my only preference would probably be uh, Greenwood. Um, have him up front with the two and Martial. Let's um, give that a go. Uh, but yeah, Everton are a little shaky at the back, and I think having that extra... I know Daniel James brings a lot of pace and creativity, but uh, Mason Greenwood is a much better goal threat. Uh, so I think I'll go the same, but Greenwood instead of James. Yeah, I'd go, yeah. Uh, probably, yeah. I think I would to hear... Wamisaka, Bai, Maguire, Lindelof, Williams, McTominay, Fred and Bruno. And then, yeah, I agree with you, Kieran. I'd like to see Greenwood and, and Marshall up, up there. I think that, that, would be, that would be interesting. I think James, like I've said, for me, isn't quite doing it at the moment. In a way, I feel a bit sorry for him because he's playing a lot more games than he probably should be. Um and certainly the Chelsea game, he was very isolated every time he picked up the ball. So I think, yeah, Marsh, let's go with Marshall and Greenwood, especially the form that Marshall's in. Hopefully Greenwood plays on Thursday night and picks up a goal and then put the two of them together uh, and hopefully that would work. But yeah, totally agree with that. Uh, OK, then before we close, uh, your prediction for Sunday? 2-1 United. 2 all. I'm going to go 2-1 United as well. 2-2-1 two, two, wins in, in the week. Cool. OK, guys, that brings the podcast to a close. Uh, another huge week for United upcoming. Two crucial games, one in Europe, one in the Premier League, but hopefully two positive res- results to come um, after it's been a, a pretty good week for United this week. But with Bruno Fernandes in the side, anything is possible. He is that good. <laughs> um, but yeah, we will be back next week to discuss the Bruges game, um, the result and hopefully the prospect of a last 16 Europa League tie. I think the draw is on Friday, guys. So we will know our uh, last 16 opponents on next week's podcast so we can have a have a quick chat on that. And then we will also look back on, on that Everton game Um before looking ahead to another two games next week, Derby away in the FA Cup fifth round. And then, of course, we've got the Manchester Derby next Sunday as well. So another great podcast to look forward to next week. But until then, it's goodbye from us. Goodbye. Goodbye.